what God has done for me. So when Peter says, humble yourselves, therefore, before God's mighty hand, we ought to be humbled just because God is God. We ought to be humbled because of who we were without Christ. And we ought to be humbled because of all that God has done for us. It's amazing. And we ought to bow in humble adoration. And here proclaim, my God, how great thou art. One more thought about humility. And I've also mentioned this before. But you will be humbled before God. Philippians chapter 2 says, At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess. That's not just the knee of the believers. That's just not the, the, the tongue of the Christians. But there is going to come a time and a place in which every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess. You know, the word humility and the word humiliation are essentially the same word. Humility, however, is active. In other words, we humble ourselves. We do that ourselves we choose to be humble before God humility is something we we choose to do in the presence of others humiliation is when that humility is done to you it's passive somebody humiliates you or you are humiliated now the end result is the same we're brought low And what scriptures basically tells us is we are going to be humbled. We can either choose to show humility or to be humiliated on that day. We ought to choose humility. So he talks about being humble, but then he gets into that verse where he says, cast your anxiety on him. Once we have humbled ourselves before God, then we are ready to cast our anxieties on him. He cares for you, that verse says. To me, that always reminds me that that he cares for you. Always brings to my mind the image of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd and he, he, by the still waters and through the valley of the shadow of death and he takes care of me and all these things. And then in John chapter 10 where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And he talks about the same thing, that he is there to care for his sheep. And we remember the story of the, of the, of the hundred sheep and the 99 that, that were brought back to the fold and that one was out there. And the shepherd loved that one enough, cared about that one enough, that he went out to find that one that was lost. God cares 
about us. Now, I think there's four ways that God helps us handle our cares and our anxieties and our, and our worries. First of all, he gives us the courage to face our cares. Our courage to face our anxieties. The courage to face our worries. Moses wasn't sure. God gave him courage. Joshua had to replace Moses. God gave him courage. Gideon thought God was crazy to pick him. God gave him courage. God gave David courage. God gave Daniel courage. He gave Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego courage. He gave Paul courage. He gave Peter courage. As he and John stood before the Sanhedrin, all faced trying times. But courage comes from understanding that we are not alone, that we are not left to our own resources. You see, that that's the thing about it. I can have courage from one of two things. One, because I know that I'm strong enough to do it. I got this. I can do it. I've got courage. Or I've got courage because I know somebody who can. Or somebody who will give me the resources that I need. And God has promised to be with us. He has promised to help us. Now, I had this at the end, but I think now that I'm processing this through my mind, I think it may be better kind of here at the beginning. When it says, cast all your anxiety, yeah, this is the beginning of this part. Cast all your anxiety or cares on him. I don't think that that verse means we don't do anything. I don't think it means we just give it to him and then then we just sit around and wait for him to do something. I don't think that's what it means. Because he does talk about having courage. Remember, he was just talking about, in First Peter, he was just talking about the suffering that was going to happen. He was helping them. Peter was helping them with things that were going to help them get through it. Peter didn't say, ah, that suffering that's about to happen, gone. God's going to take care of it. He's just going to, no, he didn't tell them that. But he did talk to them about their faith and their courage. Secondly, he gives us wisdom to understand the situation. Sort of. If we'll listen to him. You see, when we're in the middle of trials and tribulations, if we will remember that what is happening is not forever, that will help us. If we will understand that that. As horrible as things may be right now and right here. That this is just temporary. That God is going to make things better. That he has promised us down the road things will be better. That what is happening to us can be used to strengthen us. That's what James says. Don't. You know, count it all joy when you fall into all manners of trial, knowing that the trial produces perseverance and perseverance, you know, and it, it's a strengthening of our faith. 
even though we may not like it at the time. Wisdom to understand that what is happening is nothing compared to the glory that awaits us. That is, that is so hard to grasp in the middle of going through the pain. I can tell you that now. I can tell myself that now. Oh, whatever heartache you're going through, whatever troubles you're going through, whatever's going on in your life. Well, it's nothing compared to to what God is going to do for us and what he's promised for us. And Paul said that in Romans chapter 8. And you may think, Paul, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand what's happening in my life. And then you go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And Paul lists all the things that have happened to him. Beatings and imprisonments and shipwrecks and starving and all these different things. Paul understood. And that's why he could write these light and trivial matters. Light and trivial. I'd like to know what Paul thinks is, you know, kind of big and important matters. These light and trivial things that are happening to us are nothing compared to the glory. Now, when I'm in the midst of it, that is going to be something that is hard to grasp. That is going to be something that is hard to hang on to. When that phone call comes or that diagnosis comes or whatever comes, it's going to be difficult in my mind to say, well, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. But you know what? It's going to be better. It's going to be better. And the good thing is, not because of us, but because of God's faithfulness. God's promised us that it'll be better. We may not be able to see it in the moment. Thirdly, he also gives us strength to handle our trial. Philippians 4.13, is that one of our favorite verses in all the Bible? I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I've mentioned this before as well. You know, there's that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 13 where it talks about being tempted. And it says God will not allow us to be tempted beyond that that we can handle. I don't think that that is exclusively talking about what we think of as temptation. But I think it's also talking about testing and trials. Yeah, God will with every temptation provide us a way of escape, but I don't think he will allow us to be tested. I don't think God will pour more trials and anxiety and worries and cares. He will not pour more on us than we can handle. And you know what that means? At those times in our lives when things are really, really difficult, we ought to thank God that he thinks so much of us that we can handle that. He believes we can handle it. Or he wouldn't have let us be tested that harshly. If we couldn't handle it, he wouldn't let it happen. Through prayer, we get our strength. Through Bible study, 
we get our strength. Through the fellowship and worship that we have together, we get our strength. We help one another. And fourthly, he gives us faith to trust in him. There are going to be times in our lives when the storms come, when the clouds come, when, when the lion comes, when all these things come. There are going to be times when, when we don't have time to reason and whatever. And there, we just have to hold on. Just have to hold on. Remember when we were talking about doubt. And we said, you know... There's going to be times when we don't understand. There's going to be times when I'm mad at God. There's going to be times when I'm confused by God. There's going to be times when I don't understand God. There's going to be times when I don't understand why he's letting this happen to me. But if we can hold on to two things. God is and God loves me. God is and God loves me. If I can hold on to that. If I can interpret everything else that's going on in light of those two principles. Then I can have the faith to do and see see it through. I will not understand it all the time. Go back to that story of Peter. Jesus says, let's go fishing. Peter says, sir, we just went out all night long and we didn't catch a thing. But because you said so. We'll do it. There are going to be times when we just have to hold on to who God is and that he cares for us and let our anxieties and our cares give them over to him and he will help us through. God cares for you. God cares for you. I just, this just came to me. God cares for you. God cares for you. Doesn't matter where you put the emphasis. It's pretty awesome. And we can appreciate that because our humility before God. Is there some way we can help or encourage you this morning? We invite you to come now as we stand and as we sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D. C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol dot com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 818- West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas, 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service. 
Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.